I would love to know if Harry Mackay got Taylor Swift tickets. Media team mm. would have been all over it if Harry got tickets. Do you reckon I could give him my sister's ticket? Then he gets to go and I get to go with Harry. But what about your sister? Oh, we'll deal with her later. It should be right. Hey Siri, play the Besties podcast. Now playing episode 19 of the Besties on Spotify. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The Besties. You're here with Tori, like always, but unfortunately, we don't have Jasmina today. Um, It is her brother's anniversary, so she's spending some much-needed time with her family, but I have a very special person um, stepping in for her. Controversial Camilla has been promoted. Welcome to Besties Hosting Camp. Hi, Tori. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, First of all, Thinking of you, Jazz, uh, we all love you, so all the best. Just warming the seat up for this week and you'll be back next week, I'm sure. But, um, yeah, good to be here. I'm excited to talk about last week. It was a really good win. It was a good win. We will get to that. But first, we always talk about our week. So how's your week been? I know it's pretty early, but from last episode... Been up to much, been doing much? I was in uh, God's country this weekend, which um, otherwise is known as Horsham, Victoria. So that's where I originate from. Had a pretty busy weekend. It was Loz's brother's 21st on Friday night and then her pa's 80th on Saturday night. So pretty busy weekend. Then uh, just came home early Sunday to uh, got home just in time for the first bounce. Um, but apart from that, it's been pretty chill, just been working. What about you? I'm pretty much the same. I had a pretty chill week. Um, we actually weren't home for the game. It was my grandpa's 92nd birthday on the weekend. So we were sat at a table at the birthday lunch with our phone, me and dad sitting in the corner watching. We watched the whole game. We got through. Obviously, it was a tiny screen, so as soon as we got home um, in the afternoon, the replay was on. We watched the whole thing again, but we'd stop it at each quarter and we're switching between <laughs> the Melbourne GWS game and the West Coast St Kilda games because they were both half decent. Like Crazy. Crazy. I was not expecting it at, in the slightest. I was hoping so bad West Coast beat St Kilda that game so badly. I think everyone was like quietly rooting for West Coast in a way because they were so close. Oh, I don't know what happens. I have no idea what's happening to the Saints. Um, do I think they deserve fifth spot at the moment? <laughs> Absolutely not. No um, way. No, but yeah, it was an interesting round of football. We had some big things happen, um, some good wins and some close, 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 close wins. We even got a draw and an after-the-siren goal. We got a bit crazy. of everything. Yeah, it was a, that was unreal, that Port Adelaide Essendon game. They had it on the TV up at the 80th we were at on Saturday and there was, there was heaps of people there. There was quite a few Bombers supporters and, like, everyone throughout the night was sort of just keeping an eye on it. But those, those last five minutes, everyone pretty much took a seat um, and they were just going nuts and you just – Oh, it just it would have hurt so much to be a bomber supporter. We've all been there. We can remember a few years ago when Robbie Gray just broke our hearts after the siren. Um, 
bought they they've become the masters of close finishes this year like they've uh, they've been so exciting to watch and I've got a bit of a soft spot for Port. I I really like the way they play footy and I think you know the side story of Ken Hinckley it's really cool to see them actually be going really well and they're just yeah so fun to watch. I think it's just like a quiet thing between a lot of us at the moment that because it's that much of a chance of being a Collingwood Port Adelaide grand final of sorts that we're all obviously going for Port Adelaide in that sense. So you kind of want them to do well because we just don't want Collingwood getting there. Oh, no. um, but they have been very entertaining. We have them in a couple of weeks, which makes me nervous. But I'm, oh, you know me, I'm always quietly confident. <laughs> if Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I'm not going to get too far ahead of us because we have another game before them that we'll have to talk about. So let's recap a bit of the Hawks game um, that's just passed. How did you find it? How did you find the first quarter compared to the rest of the game? Give me your thoughts. Uh, I I was thinking about this a bit earlier and I, you know, I think it's honestly the best win um, as in four-quarter consistency that we've had in years, because even though last year was a really, you know, good year, particularly the first half, a lot of the times we were winning off sort of, you know, two quarters of dominance, but mm-hmm. that was a really good four-quarter controlled effort. Um, you could tell pretty much from the first quarter that our um, intensity was really high. I thought our intent to tackle and pressure mm-hmm. Hawthorne was really good from the start. I, f- I felt I was a bit worried going into quarter time. I thought we'd been, at, you know, probably didn't capitalise as much as what I think we could have, but we really got going in that second quarter. Um, and it was probably, yeah, like I said, one of the only games in the last couple of years where I felt comfortable pretty much for the whole time. And if there was maybe five minutes in that third quarter, I was starting to get a bit nervous. They We quickly responded and... You know, a goal to Jack Martin and and I felt comfortable again. And it's been a long time since I've watched Carlton and been pretty stress-free for the whole four quarters. It was great. Other than, say, West Coast. But, yes, no, I'm very much the same. I still am always nervous in those – when they kick a couple quick goals, you're just like, oh, God, here we, here we go again. Um, but, no, I agree. There's definitely a distinct, like – showing that they got through the whole game pretty well. Um, Those first quarters still worry me a little bit because really Hawks missed some easy goals. Well, not so much easy, but they had one player who missed three pretty similar goals. Yeah, Fergus Green. Yeah, but he gets them and it's game on a little bit in that first quarter. So um, obviously start of the game, but it's been a – like consistent thing that we've been struggling in our first quarters and against a team maybe like Port Adelaide, Pies again, um, that could really hurt us. If we want to prove ourselves, we need to be able to level up or go that little bit further early on as well. Um, But I have no complaints. I'm not complaining. It was good four-quarter footy. We were dominating everywhere. Um, Some selfless footy, which... I love to see. Obviously, we love when our big forwards kick their goals, but watching them play a bit more 
team footy passing it off to a better spot. I know there was that inside kick from Harry Mackay. I love to see. Um, Cunner's got a goal. Cunner's got two goals. Our magic Lala, well, not quite yours, but it was yours. But mine, we got, Cunner's got two goals. That so man, good. that man was exciting to watch. He played exactly the game we Big all hands. knew we could play. Um, I, I, we all knew what he could do and he's doing it. And I think that's what is the best part of it. Pumps for him. It's, it's, it's awesome to see, like. He's just missed so much footy, um, and you can tell he's enjoying being out there. Like he's he's someone that I don't think we've seen too much emotion from throughout his time at Carlton. But you, you know we've seen a few smiles on, on his face. Um, you know it's yeah it's great to see because he just like you said he's just he adds a lot to our team, and you know it's exciting to see him fit. And I just I really want to see that till round twenty four. I am very much the same. Um, my dad is a very big David Cunningham fan, so he was very excited every time Dave, like he would get the ball. I'd like, grab it. I'd be like, "David, David!" <laughs> like we were just like sitting in the corner at this restaurant, like containing, containing all our excitement. Um, another injury man that had played out a full game, his first full game of the year. Jack Martin kicked some goals. <sighs> he was. How'd that make you feel? So good. I think the thing I enjoyed more than the goals was his physicality. I loved some of the bumps he did. Um, He stood real tall in a couple of them. I can't remember who came off second best, but it was one of the Hawthorne players. And Martin just kept going through. I think it's why these players are so frustrating. Um, And it's why we've been so – that's why I get so frustrated. Martin, McGovern, Cunningham, even a guy like Marchbank, it's because their talent – is undeniable and their importance to our team is undeniable. It's just they can never seem to stay fit for too long and that's what the frustrating thing is about them. It's not because I don't think they're good enough. It's because of how much they add to our team and seeing what Martin did, um, what Cunners did and even a guy like Lockie Fogarty who I think has sort of gone under the radar the last two weeks. He, they, you know, Fogarty, Cunningham, um, always, they're not sexy names. They're not your sexy names like Durden and Motlop, but they are playing a role and they are doing it so much better than what we saw out of Durden and Mots for the first 10, 11 weeks. Um, and it's it's good. I think they've been a big part of sort of the improvement the last couple of weeks. Like they're just, they're getting their job done. They, they seem to know their role as sort of small pressure forwards and they're just doing it really well. Like it's it's awesome. And all staying healthy, I think they are definitely securing their spot in our best 22. Um, in saying best 22, we had no Ruckman or official mm. Ruckman on the weekend, but we did have a Jack Silvani. What a game from him. So I, I think he came out and, you know, what does what he almost always does and gives that 100% effort. But I think that's almost one of the best games I've seen him play. It's his best game. Best game for the club. Like, I, I, yeah, I can't think of a game that he's played that was better than that. Like, he was marking everything. His kicking was really great. He even kicked a goal. Um, he just seemed like he had a point to prove. Um, he, and he was really good. Like, uh, and it just sort of, it sort of gets into that, this trading areas, but it makes me just question, is, does it, is it when he plays with Tom DeConning that he's unable to play that sort of resting forward role because Tom's in the way? Like, I just, 
he just flourished um, in that role that he played and it just sort of makes me think, well, potentially if, if you've got to pick either TDK sticking around or Jack Silvani, do, do, you know, do we prefer a guy like Silvani who's going to probably demand half the wage? Um, and honestly, the output that Jack had is better than Tom DeConning's done in any game as a second ruck. It was, it was great. Like, I think it gives us a lot to think about, you know, list-wise going forward. If he can perform like that, like that was unreal. I also don't see them dropping him, obviously, after a game like that. So if TDK – I don't know how long an injury TDK's no, knee. Test. Oh, in Vossi's presser, he said both him and Pitnet are tests for this week. But I see only one of them coming in. 100%. Or bring in both and obviously Lewis um, will most likely be dropped. But I kind of would prefer Pitto and – Sauce at this, like after that game, in a way. Yeah, I think so. Especially when you you take into account um, that we're coming up against Sean Darcy, who's a bit of a physical ruckman. Um, that's probably the way I would go as well. Um, yeah, like Lewis, unless TDK and Pitto are both not up for it, Lewis will obviously keep his spot. But um, you know, I think Lewis would probably be just about the only one out of um, Sunday's team, plus Ed Kerno, I, I really don't know why Ed Kerno is continually getting a game. Even, look, we had a great win, and I don't want to be negative, but um, he still, he did nothing. He was just, and a couple of the kicks he did, they were just way, well, they didn't hit a target. Um, I don't see what he provides that someone like Dow couldn't provide or a, a witch's hat couldn't provide, to be honest. We're skipping controversial Camilla for today because he is our host. Um, but he still brings the controversial topics. It's not controversial. I think a lot of people would be agreeing with you. Um, I think there's some younger guys we want to see getting a run in the likes of Jackson Bins, even that isn't getting his chance on the big stage. Um, if they have their reasons for that, whatever that may be, we might get to see him maybe like the West Coast game or something. They want to rest someone or do something like that is my only other thought process for that. Um, But yeah, it's a bit, yeah. It's just a bit, I I can, I've seen a few things like this week and it makes sense. Like I'm happy for guys to to be developing in the two. So if that means that Bins only plays a game this year or, or whatever, um, you know, that's fine. But I still think there's actually more senior players in playing in the reserves that can probably give us a bit more output than Ed Kerno, I think. Yeah. Um, not, it's just, it's it's so hard. Like, it, it feels like the up uh, the unrest throughout the sort of supporter base is similar to what it was towards Mark Murphy at the end of 2021 when he was getting games. Um, and it's sad because Ed's been, you know, a real warrior for our footy club and take this season aside, like he's universally loved by pretty much every Carlton supporter. So it's sad, but at the end of the day, selection integrity, um, I don't think he warrants getting a game at, at this point in, in our in the way the team is like he doesn't he doesn't really play inside midfielder anymore so that sort of gets rid of that argument and I don't think he adds a hell of a lot as a small forward so yeah I just I'm a bit confused as to why he keeps getting a game 
And having George Hewitt as a sub, um, obviously out of the options, I think he was our best option. I don't love it. I don't. I, I miss him in the team, but obviously his forms mm. is not there compared to say Adam Chera, Patrick Cripps the past two games, Walshy this game, like they're stepping up, they're playing their role. Um, mm. There's still, like you said, plenty of senior players. Well, you know what I mean, like Zach Fisher, like those guys as well that are still in the twos. That mm. if we need, um, obviously we want to see them doing well. I'm glad to see Mott's had a pretty good game um, in the twos. He kicked four I, goals. Yeah. I, I like, I'm Mott I would honestly, um, I would leave him in there for four or five weeks, yeah. I think. Um, I think it'd be good for his confidence because we all know that he's probably going to be a pretty special talent eventually. But I think, um, I think we almost did him a disservice by leaving him in the senior team for as long as we did. And whether that's because a guy like Fogarty wasn't ready or and obviously Cunners wasn't ready, like maybe we, we didn't really have a choice. Mm-hmm. But I really think, you know, a good six weeks in the twos will be good for him. Um, a guy like Zach Fisher, I mean, geez, I've just seen something that uh, mid-season trade periods and coming in, if, if that was the case, Fish would already be in the purple, I reckon. But um, mm. Purple or the Eagles, I, I can't see any world where Zach Fisher is at the Carlton Footy Club next year. And mm. um, it's unfortunate because we thought he'd turn the leaf in his career last year because he had a really good season. Um, but he hasn't, yeah, for whatever reason, he hasn't been great this year. And he's got, look, he's probably got himself to blame for that. I don't think his form's been great. So, yeah, um, yeah and I think, you know, this offseason is going to provide a lot of change and it's mainly going to be around those sorts of guys. It's going to be around those fringe guys. So, you know, we're still a mathematical chance for finals, um, but I would like to see, you know, guys like Cunners being able to play for their careers in the second half of this season and guys like Jack Silvani potentially, you know, getting that opportunity to show us that, yeah, he's in our plans moving forward. I obviously would be very sad to see Zach go, but the club, like we've mentioned in the past couple of episodes as well, there's going to be changes if we like them or not. And a lot of those decisions are probably already made. Um, I've just had a mental blank. Another player I want to talk about, Jacob Wiedering. He's so back. Good. He is back. He's back. 100% he's back. Oh, makes was- oh, makes me so happy. I love seeing him defend like that oh it's just so mm. good i'm so excited and I love seeing readers back <laughs> and another thing i think that just made me so happy is that open-handed palm to the chest it was all legal um seeing a bit of aggression like i, I feel like for the first 10 weeks we had a very timid readers the last well maybe not the first 10 but i, I think you know the last four or five weeks i think he's just been building nicely and um, that was the best game he's played all year by by far. And I actually saw a stat today. He is the best one-on-one defender in the comp this year. Um, and wow. he's only w- lost one one-on-one contest in the last five games. Um, so percentage-wise, he's the best one-on-one defender. So, And, I mean, he, he had a really average start to the year. He can potentially charge home. Will he get his first All-Australian Blazer? I hope so. 
And the form if is in now. Like, if he can play like he has been, surely. <laughs> he's been he's been good. And it just I think it shows like we've seen the form, um, you know, incre- increase in form in uh, Harry, you know, Charlie's even been better the last few weeks. Cripper, Walshy, um, Leaders, I think even McGovern's starting to play a bit better footy. Like, it seems to echo throughout the club. One that it does. Few of them, their form starts to really, their confidence grows and they start to get back on track. It kind of, it's like a wave effect and everyone starts to get back on track, which is unfortunate that it took this long. Mm, but we're taking it. We're taking it and we'll keep running with it. If it, yeah, I mean, it's, it's still a chance. I think we're very lucky that, the rest of the competition has seemed to be so average this year and it's so all over the shot. Like, I'm pretty sure whoever's sitting eighth is on seven and seven. And, like, Melbourne are sitting um, – what's their win-loss record? Do you have that off the top of your head? I do have it right here. Um, Melbourne are nine, six. Nine, six. So last year we were ten and four. Um, and I think we'd slipped to about six on the ladder by then. If we had had the year we had last year, this year, we'd be sitting in the top four pretty comfortably. Um, and I was talking to Loz about this the other day. Of course, the year that we win 12 games is not enough to make finals. Um, the year before that, 12, 12 wins got you in the eight. This year, 12 wins, I reckon, will definitely get you in the eight. Um, it's just frustrating, but it's giving me hope because I'll tell you what, if we can, if we can get a win this week, and that, you know, there's a bit more belief building, building, building. And we've got a massive game the following week against Port. Um, I'll tell you what, we get those couple of games and we are back in business. We are only like a game and a half out of seventh position. Which is not much. It's not much at all. It's not much at all. And obviously other results going our way and things like that. But mm. this week it kind of did. Other than the Giants winning, everything kind of fell how we'd like it to. Um, exactly. Obviously the draw between Sydney and DeLong means percentage starts to matter with those teams that are around us a mm. tiny bit. But I'm not oh, – I don't want to – again, I don't want to look too far ahead. I'm not too concerned at this point in time. I think we still have a few more games to win before we really get excited of a possibility. Mm. Um, me and my friend were doing a ladder predictor the other day and we kind of mapped it out, obviously, again, with a few results going our way that we could probably drop (laughs) two of the three big games Mm. out of Port Collingwood, Melbourne and still finish in eighth position. No, Um, I I agree. Yeah, but again, you want to win all of them. I Mm. think if we can keep playing on the up, yes, we've just played Gold Coast, yes, we've just played Hawthorne, but a visible ch- like visible change is there um Huge. and if we're switched on we can you can beat anyone this that that's the type of year like Essendon just almost beat the undefeated Port Adelaide and mm. you know what i mean just the way that these games have been playing out um was it Adelaide Adelaide played Collingwood that game was yep. a close game as well like you can't write anybody off this it's right open i think your top Four are probably not even top four, actually. Top probably two. top three, top two, top three, maybe, maybe, um, are pretty locked in. But like St Kilda and Melbourne are sitting on 
they're technically equal fourth. They're vulnerable. Saints are Saints are very vulnerable. They've actually got some pretty big games coming up. Um, yeah. And same with the demons. Like they're just they're not that good, to be honest I with feel- you. Like it's just there's not like you said, the top two or three are clear class above the rest at this point. Yeah. And even Brisbane at home, yes, definitely. Yeah. But I still think they have their their need to work on um, away from home. Now, in 100%. saying that, big games we have coming up, and we will get to tips a little later. We do have a Frio to preview, but we have Frio, Port Adelaide, West Coast at Marvel. <laughs> so hopefully that's a pretty big win. Um, so. Collingwood, St Kilda, Melbourne. So those three in a row. And then we have another Suns, but this time up in the Gold Coast. And then a Giants at home to finish us off for the season or the home and away season anyway. Yeah. And there's – look, in that in that grouping, there's only one certainty at this point, and you would say it's West Coast. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Look, I – look, finals is obviously the goal. But if we could, if we could finish the back half of this year um, and get a win against, say, the Pies – um, if we could beat St Kilda at Marvel, mm. and if we could beat Gold Coast in Gold Coast, those are three wins that I would love to see. Um, yeah. Gold Coast obviously aren't world beaters, but for some reason they've just had this weird thing over us. We can never seem to beat them up on the Gold Coast, so that mm. that's a game I'd really love to see us win. And I mean, if we could pip another one out of Port and Melbourne, like that would just mm. be great. And I think, I think, and I'm hoping. You know, there's obviously an internal story that they're going to build for themselves because footy clubs do this. They make stories. They they put themes on on parts of their season. And I really believe that and I hope that in the second half of this year they've gone, let's do what we did for the first half of last year. Let's, let's win eight of the ten games. Like, let's focus on that. And I hope that they're not thinking about finals. I hope that they're just taking this last ten weeks as its own season. Forgetting about the first half of the year, it happened. It was no good. Everyone, things were going really bad. They were calling for Vossi's head. Let's move on. Let's just focus on this next ten weeks, and let's you know whether we make it or not. That's it is what it is. But I feel like we can get so much out of this next eight weeks. It can be character building. Let's take a leaf out of Port's book. They were horrible at the start of last year, and then from about round eight onwards, they were nearly the best home and away team for the rest of the year. Um, and they've now come into this year, and they've been unreal. So, you know, let's just let's let's focus on building something. Whether it goes into September, it does, it doesn't. I think we need to think about this group as an ongoing story. Keep building resilience, and we can still get heaps out of this this last eight weeks. Yes, I one hundred percent agree. I think just winning something a bit bigger, like kind of proving to a fact because you have all these people. I know we've had a lot of comments on our wandering this week saying you've only beaten Gold Coast, you've only beaten Hawthorne, let's not get ahead of ourselves. We've had two 60-point wins in a row. Hmm. We've shown a better structure. We've shown some of our best players come back into some form. I think the world is up for grabs. They can do, if they put their mind to it, they can do it. Grab all those magic lalas and run with it. Take one week at a time, go in, get the job done. Um, and I think 
we should have a pretty good end to the season. Yep. No, I agree. Mm. So let's go to Frio. Um, the boys are heading over to Optus Stadium um, later in the week. We take the Dockers. Um, we haven't played them yet, obviously, have we? No, no, and it's yeah. We usually uh, play them twice, and this year we don't. No, we don't. Um, no, I hope all the boys are bringing their water bottles so they can drink water because they have no cups over there. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Okay. No. In all seriousness, <laughs> no five. No five. No worries. He's washed up. Yeah, I think he hasn't really been in too much form as it is to really think. Oh. He's he's pretty much he's yeah, he wouldn't even be to take a line from Kane Corns, I don't think he'd be in the top one hundred and fifty players in the AFL right now. Going off yeah. the last eighteen months of form, so Yeah. I don't know. I'm really bad with Frio's team. I don't know too many off the top of my head. Um, well, I I can the guys that I think could potentially give us some headaches is um, a guy like Lockie Schultz. Um, mm-hmm. He's a really does. good, really good small forward. Um, you know, Luke Ryan, good defender. Obviously, Sean Darcy's a gun. Brayshaw, Sarong. They've got their fair share of good players. Their mm. forward line, I think, is a bit hot and cold. Like Sonny Walters, obviously, been a very good player. Probably not what he used to be, but he's still dangerous. Um, Jai Amos is, he's going to be good, but he's young. Um, and I would think a guy like Weeders could shut him down pretty easily. Yeah. Um, honestly, I, I don't think Frio, they're just so, they're so hot and cold. Like they're, yeah. one team, week they'll, yeah. they are, and one week they'll be really good. Like they'll come to Melbourne and beat the D's at the MCG. And then, and then the next week they'll get flogged by the Giants. So they're, um, you know, they obviously had a pretty good win against Essendon. I thought they were pretty comprehensive, um, but they are just all over the shot. I, I'm i pretty confident. I think we can take it up to them quite easily. I actually don't rate them that highly. Um, so I think if we are serious, we should be getting a win on Sunday afternoon. I agree. I definitely think they were going pretty good. For a bit, and everyone's like, "Oh, Frio's back. Where's mm. this form come from?" And then the past couple have sunk down a bit more. So I think they have their cracks. Um, being at home gives them an advantage, but I think Frio's been that team, especially Carlton Frio. The past few years, we've had some interesting games against them. We've, like I said, played them twice almost every year, bar this one. Um, so we could be looking at a close game or we could be looking at running away a little bit with it or it could be the opposite. Obviously, we don't want that to happen. Um, yeah, I think it's a bit of a wait and see. So with that, give me your winner, your margin and your Magic La La prediction. Um, I'm going to say Carlton win by 17 points. Um <laughs> My prediction is we have a big Charlie Curnow show in the West and he picks up where he left off last time he played in uh, Optus Stadium. Oh, that would be and good. doesn't kick nine, but he'll kick maybe five, 
we'll, ca- mm. we'll go with five goals. Um, I'm also predicting we're going to see another selfless Harry Mackay performance. Um, and, you know, I I was so pumped with the way he played on, on Sunday. I know we've just spoken about Hawthorne, but I want to see that continue, and I think that's going to happen. Um, and a magic la-la, I think we're going to see... Uh, we're going to see Harry Mackay kick a goal from the boundary along the ground on his right foot. <laughs> oh, my God, I'll die. I just oh, – I love Big H, but he's a bit of a like, giraffe when it comes to that stuff. Yeah, he won't mean to do it. He'll probably try and send oh, it'll be completely, and he's just trying to. He'll be just trying to keep it in and it'll go through and the it, goal. It, yeah, that's – it's going to happen. So. We've manifested this now. Um, I'm going to also go Carlton. I think that I'm going to say like the 15 to 20 points. So I think you're on the ball there, but I'll go, I'm going to say 21, just a weird number. Um, And my prediction, I want a Sam Walsh goal. Now Sam Walsh. Yeah. You're, you not everyone can see you. I can. You've just held up the W. Everyone knows the reaction for um the photo from that celebration. Um a Sam Walsh goal in the West. I think we get Beast Mode Cripper once again. That's will be three weeks in a row. Ches plays against his old team. I think he gives us a thirty plus disposal performance. I it's love just that. A week. It's a weekly occurrence for Ches at the moment. He's a star. He is a star, our best and fairest man. I'm calling it now. All Australian? Oh, he's he's up there. I think he'll make the squad. Same. Um, we'll see how much he can push forward this in the last weeks of the year. Um, but he has been playing very good. But, again, it's been a very good and an average side for a lot of the year. So if he can keep it up, keep it going, possibly. Um, but we love what... Adam Chera is doing at the club. We'll go into some tips. We've gotten through that. We're flying through this episode. Killing it. Um, All right. Here we go. Round 17. First up, we've got Richmond versus the Swans at the MCG. Um, I've tipped the Swans for that one. I just think I understand it. But being at the MCG, I feel Richmond might get up. I'm not convinced uh, in either of them. They're both on that point of the ladder where mm. it doesn't really matter to us who wins because they're mm. both very close. Mm. Um, but I think Swans have shown some form at the SCG, mm. but we haven't seen a whole lot away from home. No, no, you're right. It's It was a tricky one. Like I just – because they both got like key personnel out, so it was just – it was hard. I just felt like – um, Sydney have got a little bit more star power that could potentially get them across the line. Possibly. I, yeah, I see that, but I will stick with Richmond. <laughs> <laughs> um, Friday night, we have the Western Bulldogs versus Collingwood at Marvel. Pies should win that. No, you know what? I actually think the Doggies are going to get a bit of an upset here. Um, oh. Now, and I'm not just saying that to stir all the Collingwood fans. I genuinely believe the dogs at Marvel. Um, I just, I can just sense a loss coming for the Pies, and it's gonna be, it's gonna be good to watch. Like it's gonna be good Friday night viewing. Keen. I think it will be. 
Oh, it'd be interesting. Imagine if they do. Just the meltdown. Anyways, <laughs> Bulldog, <laughs> Bulldogs. Um, the Brisbane Lions versus the West Coast Eagles at the Gabba. Oh, you could blow no. the siren at quarter time and Brisbane could take their quarter time score and let West Coast get a try and score for the other three quarters and Brisbane would still win. <laughs> it's going to be ugly. Like, I feel like Hipwood may kick seven. And that's big for Hipwood. The odds are one to thirty-four. Yeah, no, nah, there's not, there's no way, not a chance. Brisbane, hundred percent. Oh my goodness! Yeah, no, that's obvious. Me and Jazz have our thing where we just say Brisbane at the Gabba, and we know who we're tipping. Mm. Um, the Giants versus the Hawks at Giants Stadium. Giants. Yeah. They've been not bad. They've been playing some good footy. Um, makes me slightly nervous for the game we play them. I'm hoping Marvel's our advantage later mm. in the season. But they have been playing very well. Um, they have. So be interesting to see how they go. Um, St Kilda versus Melbourne at Marvel. That's a tough one because they're, two, they're probably the two sort of most – like less convincing teams in the eight at the moment. Like, yeah. Oh, it's hard. You know, St. Kilda at Marvel, they're better at Marvel. Like, they're a much better team at Marvel. Melbourne don't rate them that highly at Marvel. It's, to be honest with you, I'll say St. Kilda at the moment, but if Clayton Oliver manages to get up for the game, which I'm not real sure if he's gonna, I would mm. change to Melbourne. But, um, yeah. yeah, I'd say probably Saints at Marvel. I somewhat agree. Like, they've both been kind of, again, hot and cold. I think they're both quite lucky to be as high as they are. Um, mm. Obviously, Saints had their very good start to the season. Um, Melbourne haven't been 100% convincing all year. So it's kind of a good see where they're at if one team can get on top of the other by a big match or it's going to be a pretty close game otherwise. Um mm. Port Adelaide versus the Gold Coast Suns at Adelaide Oval. Um, yeah, well, they, they need to start getting the eulogy ready for Stuart Jew because this is the last game I believe that he'll be coaching the Gold Coast Suns. Um, it's, I reckon it's going to be ugly. It's going to be yeah. really bad. It's, yeah, I think – I just think the spirit will be dead inside that group because – the way they turned up on was it Saturday against Collingwood, absolutely pathetic. Their first sellout crowd in nine years, um, yeah. and the way they turned, oh, it was just ugh, horrible, horrible to watch. And it just, yeah, they, they it was in, they should be embarrassed as a group. So um, it's not going to get any better. Port at home, they are flying, and I feel like it could get pretty ugly. I yeah I know I definitely definitely agree with you on that one. There's something about the interstate teams when they're at home that you just you can't help but side that it's going to go that way because of how they all play there. Um, mm. But Port being where they are, I definitely think that's a win for them to add to their win streak that will be ended the week after. Fingers crossed. Well, that's it. They're going to fill their pockets up against the Suns. They're going to be – heads are going to be pretty big and then they're going to come up against the Blues and Marvel and lose. Yes. 
Please. <laughs> Please and thank you. <laughs> you can tell we're 100% confident in what we just oh. said. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Geelong versus North Melbourne at GMHBA. Yeah, mercy rule at halftime for this one, I think. Yeah, pretty bad. Yeah, North – and I saw a quote from Corns. Um, I'm pretty sure he said, North Melbourne are very lucky that West Coast exists at the moment because they they haven't won a game since round two. So This is my thing with them, though. They've gotten close a couple of times. Mm. They've shown up a couple of times. I think there has been some very bad luck, say that Sydney ending, mm. things like that. I don't think they're West Coast level bad, but they're not doing themselves any favours at the same time. No, I think, I honestly think they should be better. Like, yeah. I know, like, they've got some good midfielders. I know Davies Uniac has missed a bit of footy, but they've still got Simkin, Sheasel's come in, they've got Mackay, Larky, Zerha. Like, I feel like there's no reason why they shouldn't be doing just as good as Hawthorne, in my opinion. Um, I still think they're obviously a bottom four team, but I, I still just think, I, I don't see, I haven't seen much improvement this year, I'll put it that way. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, it's, yeah, the Cats will win that one. Mm. Essendon versus Adelaide at Marvel. I hope, I hope so hard. I hope so hardly that Adelaide win that game. Like I, I would cut my big toe off if it meant that Adelaide win. Like I just want to see Rochelle bury the Bombers, but oh, it's, so, it's a it's a really tough one. Really, who who are you leaning towards? I don't like Adelaide. It's a hard game to tip. Oh really? Okay. I just no, never really no. Um, they are both sitting on eight wins, seven losses, so they are mm. pretty um, neck neck, uh, neck for neck. Other than Adelaide being able to win some bigger games um, by a big margin and that their percentage is higher. Um, yeah, I'd say Adelaide. Essendon, oh, another one, they just they play some really good games, mm. but they're also just not that 100% convincing. Like, no, will they I think, miss out on the top eight? Won't they? I, mm. I hope they do miss out. They haven't yeah. really convinced me. I think, like I was saying earlier, that, the competition's pretty average at the moment. Like, there's a lot of just average teams and they're sort of benefiting from that. Um, in saying that, I think they'll probably get a win at Marvel. Um, Crows, they obviously, Crows stood up against the Pies at the G, but, you know, if you go over the whole season, they don't travel as well. Um, mm. So I'm going to pick the Bombers. Well, I'm not, I'm not convinced. Yep. Fair. I'm going to stick with Adelaide. Um, the next game is us, which we have already done. So that is everything. Actually, 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 there is one more thing I wanted to mention. This weekend we have two players playing 100 games, Mr. Charlie Kerno, Mr. Nick Newman. Unfortunately, though, we are not doing a wandering. We could not get to Perth. So that is not on this week. But we'll have Jazz back for the Besties podcast next week before she goes away on her holiday. And you will get both me and Jasmina at Marvel Stadium the following week for Port Adelaide. We'll give you more details on that in the next episode. But as for wandering, I do know Jasmina is going to the open training on Thursday, which means there might be 
something going on there. Keep an eye out for her. She's pretty hard to miss. But if not, we will see you the following week at Marvel. And again, more details to come. Other than that, do you have have any final words, Camilla? Let's let's get this bread. Let's get this bread. We're a bakery. For the Blakers oh. dozen. <laughs> That's good.